Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another great episode of A Bug's Fate, where today we are going to be talking about roaches. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) We got Tanner and Taylor here, just like always. Um, And today we're diving into the wild world of roaches and everything that they entail. You can't really bring too high energy to roaches because I don't know of too many people that are like, roaches? Wow, that's fantastic. I love them. Even even my in-laws now, they see a bug. They're like, hey, there's a bug over here. Like, I'm going to run over there like I'm a kid at Disney World and go, really? Great. So, well, that's like, you know, people expect that of you. You're a bug man. You're supposed to get excited about the bugs, even the disgusting ones like roaches. But even so, I have to remind people that I I don't get into pest control because I love them. I kill them. That's yeah. <laughs> why I get in there. I'm the eliminator of them. We should hate each other. And that's, you know, the, the relationship that we have. It's not a friendly one. I've had countless people do that. Like, hey, by the way, got a roach in the back there for you. Like, like it's I a saved treat. it. I saved it just for you. Yeah, no thanks. And they do that with snakes too. I'm like, snakes? That's not even my realm. Get the heck out of here. Yeah, no, I do not like that. Um, So can you give us a little bit of background on roaches? Like where they came from? How long have they been around? Are they prehistoric? They are. Uh, They're believed to have been around forever. Uh, You always have that notion of they will uh, survive an atomic blast um they have some things read they originated over what is it 280 million years ago and i'm not even going to try to read that era uh carboniferous <laughs> that's wrong um but yeah there's there's a whole lot of them uh, especially here in florida in the tropical climate so they've been here a long long time they'll be here a long long time after we're gone uh, especially with how many uh just uh, how fast they populate too but that we'll get into that a little bit later yeah so They've been around forever and they have so many different kinds. I wanted one question I have, which I know we actually probably don't know the answer, but what was the, the original, the original roach? It would be such an interesting. <laughs> I don't, I'm not really sure. I'm sure they have something up there, but they better call that name OG roach. Because yeah. <laughs> there's so many of them out there, but um yeah, that's a good question. I'll have to look that up. Yeah. So like right now in the world, there's like over 4,000 types of roaches. How many do we have here in Florida that we deal with? So uh, fun fact for some of those that are found in other states, uh, in Florida here, we have about seven or eight. Um, in other states, I think it's Texas. I'll have to look it up. Um they have like the Madagascar hissing cockroach, the big guy, the one that's like you see people having terrariums and stuff. Um, that's actually illegal to have in Florida. Uh, you oh. can't like even have them in, as pets or anything like that. There's, I'm sure there's others that are out there like that. So it's probably not the only one, but uh, there's just seven or eight. I believe for that Madagascar hissing cockroach, it's illegal here because I think if it got out, it would just thrive. And then us pest control guys, not only having large roaches here in Florida, we would have to deal with hissing cockroaches as well. Can you imagine the calls we'd be getting for that? <laughs> It'd be I, so mad. I heard a hiss in that corner over there. You need to go over there. <laughs> like, what? I'm not going over there in that corner. Just leave. I'm not coming in here. <laughs> yeah. I honestly think I have a friend that used to have a hissing cockroach. That's weird. Which is absolutely disgusting. That's That's weird. I know. I, you know, I have friends that have weird pets, multiple, and we're not going to go into that, but <laughs> you would be so, well, interest. It's just interesting. Like, well, I go over to their house and I'm like, what is that in a cage? Like, some friends have rats as pets. And I've seen that a lot. I've seen, it, uh, there was a, a customer's house I, I went to. They had like a 16 foot, like, python, like, or, uh, whatever it was a huge yeah. snake and it was they it was weird the terrarium that they chose was they took a uh, i'm not making this up they, they took a jacuzzi and turned it on its side so it was very tall but not as deep and they put plexiglass over it and they just put like some branches and stuff and the snake was just in there it, it was incre- i was just like they're what right. the heck is that and they're yeah they're like i can't get rid of it i tried to give it away but no one wants it so um, I've seen all that stuff 
uh, probably the weirdest thing I've seen, which you're getting off topic a little bit, is yeah. this lady, this lady uh, had tarantulas, and I didn't know, and I'm scared of spiders, which is ironic in this business. And she said, close your eyes. I got you know, a surprise or whatever. I was like, okay. And I was a rookie, so I was like, yeah, I'll close my eyes in someone else's house. And <laughs> she, she said, I'm going to put something in your hands. Just don't drop it. I said, okay. And she put the, luckily, she put the terrarium, the small little uh, – acrylic box thing in my hand and not the actual spider itself but she goes open them and i opened them and inside was like a spider that was the size of my hand i said yeah you can grab this right now and she's yeah. like oh it's cute right i said you can grab it right now <laughs> but please get this off man. yeah uh, that's one you shouldn't see at least is the hissing cockroach here in florida because uh i believe they would thrive very well and they probably you know kill off another species which would be great but those madagascars are huge so yeah how, what is the biggest roach? I feel like I looked this up um, and it was like something crazy, like, it's like gonna 10 be a couple inches or something. I, I don't know about 10 inches, but I've, I've, I think I've seen like up to four, uh, which is massive. The mega mega loblotomus longipennis. <laughs> oh, okay. So it's, it's 3.8. Is that four inches? You're about, yeah. you're right. You're right there. That's, I mean, think of that though. I know that's like as as long as my uh, like one of my fingers. It's ridiculous. <laughs> that, that, that's like that big. That's crazy. Um, yeah. Okay, so obviously we're not dealing with that here in Florida. Thank no. goodness. We do have seven to eight different types of roaches here, but right. we have two main ones that we kind of deal with here in right. the Tampa area. Um, we have the German roaches, which are the nastiest ones that I can think of. And then we have the American cockroach. Right, um, I know right. the American cockroach has a bunch of different names. A lot of people here call them palmetto bugs. Um, right. I've seen them be called um, Bombay canary roaches or mm. water bugs. Um, yeah. I just call them roaches. Those are regular roaches to me, um, but I think the correct term is American roach, correct? Right, yeah. So a lot of what you said about the palmetto bugs, it's actually funny. People will try to make themselves like feel better about their bug situation because they're like, yeah, I had a couple big palmetto bugs, but at least I didn't have those roaches. And I'm like, they're the same thing. Yeah. And they're like, what? And I'm like, yeah, it's just the, Flo the Florida slang for uh, the American roach typically, I mean, sometimes it can be, you know, specifically like a brown bandit or a smoky brown or something. Um, but those are going to be the ones you don't see too often. You kind of nailed it when you said the nastier ones. Now that doesn't mean that if you get them, you are nasty, but just no, Yeah. Yeah. How, how they reproduce, how quick, what they can feed on. Uh, those guys are, uh, found nope. all over, all over the world. Uh, you're you're talking about the German cockroaches, right? Right. German roaches are found all over the world, and um, once you get them, they're a problem. But they yeah. can be taken care of. Uh, a lot of people from up north, as we service and we spray, we obviously meet a lot of people. But they'll tell us, like, you know, oh yeah, I know something about those smaller roaches, but I'm scared of the big ones. And I always tell them, like, if you've ever dealt with the small ones, that's the worst you're going to find here because the occasional big one, they don't typically. I say typically, they don't typically cause an infestation, the larger ones, but the Germans, you know, they don't come from outside. They're brought in from somewhere. They're there to have a party and uh, you're, you're the one that's hosting and you don't necessarily want to do that. So it's, yeah. it's something that go, goes very, very quickly as well. So going on that, like the infestation of them, the difference in how many it's eggs that they carry, um, like the American cockroach, they carry eight eggs. It, it, it's eggs, right? Yeah. So it's they eggs in a Utheca. So that specific one, they had their egg sack or Utheca is two sided. Uh, so each side can have up to eight. So for the, for the Americans or the larger ones, you're going to have, uh, you know, up to 16 in one, which is a lot. And I'm not going to, you know, downplay that. Now, environmental factors, you know, where at predators, things that will eat the smaller ones. You probably on average won't get, you know, you get a large one with a Utheca, you get 16 babies out of it of the Americans or the larger ones. Um, but you can, you know, get five or six. Uh, I've been in somebody's house before where we sprayed and the female 
uh, dropped a Uthika right near where we sprayed and they were all dead right near there. There was like eight of them, but they were all dead uh, with the female dead right there. It was kind of like a disgusting art show, but yeah, uh, the, 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 yeah, the Germans are a little bit different. Um, they will actually carry between 12 and 24 on each side uh, of their egg sac or Uthika. So, you know, you're talking 24 to 48 roaches. Uh, even if you cut that in half, it's still way more typically than you'll get from a bigger roach. So, uh, the, the, the way they multiply and everything, it's, it's tremendous, um, how, how much they seem like survivalists and how fast they multiply. Um, they are the hardest to kill and they multiply the fastest. That's what we tell people to kind of set their shoulders for what, what they're going to expect going forward with whenever we have, you know, service their place. Yeah. So treating for a American cockroach is, would you say a little bit easier because they aren't reproducing so fast. They're not carrying as many eggs. So you can get it that in control pretty quick, but with the German roaches, they're dropping babies left and right. Like it's their job and they have so many more eggs or you read. You think they have, so you is an egg sack. So they have one of those, but inside there'll be two sides to it. Um, that's, but it's the Uthika, you can just call it an egg sack. It, it's something that yeah, I'm going to stick with. <laughs> I usually tell people that not to, I don't like to flex my knowledge of it, but you know, if somebody is kind of rude to me on the phone or whatever, I'll just throw a bunch of stuff at them. It, it, typically it's because they're seeing more German roaches than they want to. Uh, and I'll, I'll just go into that spiel of, yeah, they're Uthika. So they're just like, all right, this dude knows his stuff. Cause I don't know yeah. what the heck a, a Uthika is. So I just, yeah. that's what I typically would bring up, but it's basically just an egg sack uh, on the back, but they carry a lot more for sure. Do you, when you're going and treating for roaches, are you treating American roaches and German roaches different? I know we have to be a lot more aggressive with the German roaches, um, but are you like treating different areas? Do they hang out in different spaces? Are they attracted to different things? Are they pretty much the same, just a lot smaller and a lot more (laughs) eager to reproduce? Uh, We will typically treat a kitchen area uh, and typically the same. We like to be pretty consistent as however we treat things, but I, I can't say that we don't treat Germans a lot stronger. It's not necessarily stronger in the aspect of, of spray itself, uh, but just where we go. You know, somebody tells me they've got uh, just a couple of larger roaches around. I'm not necessarily going to take the drawers out of their uh, kitchen area. I'm going to uh, just spray the baseboard, maybe a little bit in the cabinet, maybe underneath the sink, uh, definitely underneath the, uh, the refrigerator. But from there, if it's Germans, uh, I usually, well, I used to, I don't do it anymore, but I used to take out, you know, all the drawers I could, I'd pull the stove out, I'd pull the fridge out. Sometimes I'd unscrew the dishwasher and, you know, put stuff back behind the dishwasher. So it's the same area, crack and crevice, um, technically, but as far as the, the approach is different, if I can say that. So it's not necessarily, I mean, sometimes we'll change up the chemicals as well. Um, you know, what, with what we're treating or we'll add baits to it, but uh, really we're just there to provide the service. And if that entails us going kind of the extra mile for those, that's what we'll typically, or we should be doing at least if you're a technician listening and you're not doing those things for that, give me, give me a call and I gotta, we gotta <laughs> train you a little bit better. Yeah, We gotta get that taken care of. Right. Um, so you said kitchen, which sparked one of my greatest finds from being employed at cross pest control (laughs) oh great is i used to have a cure egg and i have realized from talking to people on the phone doing all this you know research looking into it talking to you guys that that is like the perfect environment for german roach the perfect it I do not, I no longer have a Keurig. I'm not (laughs) saying everybody needs to throw their Keurig out, but I did take that measure. Um, But why is that so conducive for German roaches? Why is that a place that they love to find? So first it's, it's even during the daytime, it's not frequently used all day long. Uh, It usually sits on the countertop. So there you go. If somebody brings, you know, some roaches in, that's an easy spot. If you leave it on the counter, they're coming. 
with that as well, most of those Keurigs, when I used to take them apart, I'd ask the people how often they use them or how often they change the water if they left the water in there. Uh, some of the ones that I've seen over the years, and I'll, and I'll go back for a second. I don't hate Keurigs. I don't drink. I, I don't drink coffee or anything like that. We're not here to disc your Keurigs particularly, but just with my experience of them, I've talked with Taylor before. Um, Keurigs um, are notorious for them, but some of the things that I've seen with them, I've seen there's like a float stop in some of the ones I would see, and on top of the float stop in the water was just like 15 baby ones before and they're like yeah i just drank out of that this morning and i'm like oh well we need to dump this out and they see it and their eyes are just like they can't they can't fathom it so it's like they just it, it cracked them so they just take it and they they dump it out and they act like nothing happened which is fine with me i'm not there to embarrass anybody but the worst spot i'd say is underneath um either where the coffee pours there's usually like a little grate there uh they get in there very heavy but underneath that water, there's standing water in there. There's like a drip tray that's, you know, not exposed to any light. Typically, it's not a lot of vibrations. It's not typically moved a lot. So you you have that's kind of the area for them to go and multiply. And uh, I used to always open that up and see uh, babies. But the, the funniest thing I always had, no, funny to me, not necessarily funny to the customer, is I would, you know, say, hey, where have you seen them? They'd point to a section on the counter and I'd usually pull that out and they're like, oh, I don't ever see them when I do this, you know, use the Keurig. And sure enough, I'd pick that water thing up and their eyes, their eyes are just like, oh my gosh. <laughs> so uh, it's, it's a nightmare I, for some people. I just this week had a call with a customer and he was saying that the reason they called in was because his spouse had made a cup of coffee and went to take a sip of it. And there was a roach floating in the coffee. Oh, and wow. the first question I asked was by any chance, are you using a Keurig? And he was like, yes, he uses a Keurig. I do not. Mm-hmm. And I was like, um, there you go. I hate to say this, but yeah. um, you know, that's a really good spot for that's like the perfect climate for a roach. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, um, it, it really could be any of the coffee makers if they hold a lot of water. But most of the time when people have the old pot of coffee, you pour in what you need and it goes all the way through and it's dry. Uh, it's that moisture content that they're going for. You'll usually find them around sinks. But if you've got a Keurig full of, you know, half a gallon of water sitting there and some in the bottom is dark, you don't move it that much. Boom. They're there. So are they, are roaches attracted to like heat? They, or is well, it like heat and water and darkness? Is, what is their like perfect environment? It's a combination of that. So they will be attracted, you know, obviously to food and water, just like you and I. Um, you know, they're going to go after the water first and then they'll find the food. Even, you know, German roaches left, I'll, I'll say unattended, but left to their own devices, they will uh, cannibalize to stay alive. So they'll find food. They'll eat each other. They'll eat dead ones. They'll, they'll find a whole bunch of stuff, which is disgusting. But then from, from there, if they've got water, it doesn't matter. Um, but they'll go after water obviously, but really it's kind of an undisturbed dark spot. So them being nocturnal, they don't like a lot of vibrations or anything like that. And people used to tell us, yeah, I don't see them when I'm out here during the day, unless I use this cabinet or I turn this on. A lot of times uh, some of the bad ones are the, the stove and the uh, microwave, their uh, clocks, those digital clocks, they go in there, they cause lots of problems. They sit there. A lot of people say they, they'd always tell me, yeah, they come out, you know, after I'm cooking, it's like they're ready for dinner and it's, they're not necessarily for that. It's just heating up the area they're at. So they do like some warmth, some radiating warmth, but there's a point where it would actually kill them because uh, roaches don't necessarily have a cooling system like you and I. We get hot, we sweat. Roaches get too hot, they die. That's why during the summertime, you'll see a lot of the larger roaches kind of flipping back a little bit. That's why we see a lot of the larger roaches move, uh, even some small, but just basically uh, outside roaches. Outside roaches will move during this time of year because you've got a lot more uh, heat really hammering the ground as far as, you know, where they'll be uh, outside of where I'm at right now. There's a bunch of leaves everywhere. If that sunlight is really uh, drying all that stuff out. There's not enough moisture content down there for them to be around there and it can heat their bodies up enough to kill them. So they move. That's why during the off season, you don't see that much when you get into the the high in the eighties, which is hot. It's not very comfortable to us. You go put your hand. I don't know why you would do this. I never would, but you go put your <laughs> hand, in some, some mulch or some bark or 
some leaves. It's wet. It's damp under there. It's cool. It's fine for them. But during the summertime, when it gets in the upper 90s, especially July, uh, it's just not enough for them. It just dries that out and moves them around. And that's what causes a lot of problems. Or you get the other side of it that, you know, you got a big leaf pile, right? The sun can't necessarily dry it all, all the way to the bottom. What do you have in the summertime here in Florida? You have a lot of rain. So they're at the bottom of that pile. The rain comes where the first place that floods is the bottom. They got to go up. So that will move them around as well because they're underneath all that stuff. So it's kind of a vicious cycle, but that's where they breathe. That's where they live. Typically the outside uh, roaches inside kind of the same concept, but you're not going to, you know, use the power of the sun inside of a home to kill German roaches. They're just, it's just not going to happen. So that's where they will get uh, into some of those, those heating objects. I've seen them in uh, bottom of refrigerators stoves, dishwashers, any kind of appliance you can imagine on somebody's uh, counter, you move it and they're there. Uh, It it can be pretty bad. Yeah. I like that you brought up, you know, after rainstorms, they get a little bit more active because, um, you know, one thing that we're very big into is customer education and letting them know a lot of times after a big rainstorm, we do have an influx of calls of, Hey, I, you know, just saw this big roach run through my off my back porch into my house like you they can see like and they always say I know it rains is that possibly why and it definitely is that rain is moving them they are trying to get up and out 100 Mm percent so um saying it again customer education is key and letting them know hey you don't have a problem or an infestation and they cross that barrier that we put down. So it's going to take care of itself. Um, Mm -hmm. If you decide, if you think you are having a problem, you see more than one or two or three, you know, within a week or so, give us a call, let us know. We'll definitely come back out and help it, help you with it. But understand that it just poured. You're going to see a little activity, but they just ran over that barrier that we put down. So our treatment is going to work. Most people understand and they will kind of connect the dots, uh, even if they're not from here. I, I What I used to tell people, hey, if it's not pleasant for you or I to sit outside for a while, whether it's rain, too much heat, it's not necessarily pleasant for them to you know be out there as well. And then I would get the people that would take that, but apply it and like give roaches kind of a, um, a human characteristic. And they would think, okay, roaches being outside. If I was a roach, I was outside in the heat, I'd be uncomfortable. I'd want to come inside. That's giving them way too much credit. Roaches don't know what outside is. They don't know what inside is. They don't know what some a person is. They don't know. So I used to joke with people, hey, they don't know the outside from the inside. But if you've got, you know, a thousand roaches around in the environment of your home and they start moving around, chances are some of them are going to stay out. They're not going to know. But if it's nighttime and there's a light on, they associate light with, you know, sometimes, sometimes warmth, but they also associate it with safety at sometimes Um, that comes with a a lot of bugs, but they will actually go towards those. So you got something rustled up and they see a light, they're going to come towards that light. And if they happen to slip in, it's not that they're targeting you, Mr. or Mrs. Jones or whoever you are, just you've, you probably got 400 other ones outside. You don't even realize they're there, you know, not to freak anybody out but you know there's so many outside that don't make it in when you see one or two you're like oh man there was only one or two outside they were smart enough to come in because it's nasty outside and i i don't have to break that down to people and sometimes it would make it make them feel worse because they're like really is it that bad outside it's like yes they're outside it's florida it's you know it's what what it's made for it's tropical climate it's perfect for them yeah crazy (laughs) <laughs> I don't even know if, if you can handle some of the, uh, well, as I've, cause I've known you for a long time, Taylor, I didn't think that you would be able to handle a conversation like this. So I'm actually impressed that you're making it to a certain, ter- certain aspect of how nasty roaches are. I know your worst is not roaches, but I'm sure they're not, you know, very high on your like list in this. Yeah. Well, you know, it's funny because Obviously, I've said it a million times. I lived in New York for a while, but I was born and raised in Florida. So I was born and raised with roaches and things like that. They don't quite like I will not lie. German roaches. When I if I'm at someone's (laughs) house or if I see a German roach, I'm immediately like, ah, but like just roaches in general don't necessarily give me the skis. But I will say a lot of our customers that move from the north to Florida, roaches are like there 
worst thing and they don't understand yeah. them they don't want them they don't like them they don't want to see them ever and i'm like yeah. living in florida that's just not an option like yeah. they're gonna be here they're gonna be yeah. here i've had um, i've had arguments with people about that yeah well and it's even more crazy because the few things that we ever experienced a problem with pest wise in new york one of them was german roaches And I'm like, that's so crazy because they don't see, you know, Northerners are more scared or not liking American cockroaches because they're bigger. Yeah. Yeah. Where I have to sometimes be like, you don't even know. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You're dealing with the worst. Are the German ones, and you you were dealing with those in New York. Yeah. Um, if you kind of if you kind of break it down for them, I think they wouldn't like them as much. But if it's I'm not saying this specifically against New York. I'm not a huge fan. Um, but <laughs> if 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 you really break it down, them having it is it's much nastier um, just because of of where they're at. But the the bigger ones freak them out because they just don't know. But what what kills a roach? Heat too much heat too much cold. We don't get too much cold here in Florida. That's why they that is so foreign to them. Um, I've got family that have you know some. Uh, they come from up north. They come from New Hampshire area, and they said, "Yeah, we we rarely even saw a snake growing up." You know, here in Florida, seeing a snake is you don't see them all the time, but seeing one, you're not like, "Oh my gosh!" Yeah, you know, it's not it's not anything outrageous. But even to the roach conversation, you get five feet of snow in an area, that's going to kill almost everything, uh, and yeah. it's going to move around even the larger you know rodents and things it could potentially kill them and i know uh, new york is kind of famous for those uh which that would freak me out more than anything seeing a huge rat uh just kind of doing the normal routine hey i'm on the subway oh the rat is as well like normal that that would freak me out but to the same thing it's just like them being scared of hurricanes you know we're not scared of them because we're usually in them so uh but but if i had to talk to somebody and tell them um, you know, you're dealing with the worst ones up there and all throughout the world. You are scared of the unknown. So for people to be, uh, uh, you know, scared or upset about the larger roaches, I don't blame them because they are, uh, freakier looking, but even, even so the people are, I always love this as well. Oh, those are the ones that can fly. Well, pretty much all of them can fly or glide at some point. And then I, I used to say that to them and their eyes would light up as well. Like they were just terrified. And if they've got the wings on there, they just don't choose to use them. So, uh, they all can typically fly as well. That's another little fun fact um, for those people out there listening. So, All right. So what I'm going to do now is I'm going to jump in to some of my favorite fun facts about roaches because okay. there are a lot of interesting things that I learned about roaches while doing this little research and um, just want to see if you know these fun facts. I probably don't because there's some wild ones out there. I mean, I didn't even know. I had a decent guess at the one that was about four inches long. That's still wild to me. So, Well, you know, on my fun fact list, that has actually been proven a little bit wrong. Um, oh, so okay. on my fun fact list, I'm going to say it one more time. <laughs> the world's <laughs> largest roach is six inches long. Only Holy found God. in South America. Um, it has a one foot wingspan. Oh my goodness. That's pretty That's intense. Yeah, and this I'm... is from this is from pestworld.org. So this is a like Legit. reputable site. This is not something that I just found on Google and went with. This is from Pestworld. Wow. So I like foot, to say that the proven a foot fact. wingspan. A, wow. a foot one foot wingspan. And that's my, in South America? South America, yes. Yeah, I'm not gonna do pest control there anyway. So yeah, we're good. gonna avoid that. <laughs> or um, unless they unless they equipped us with guns, then maybe I would go do it, but <laughs> that's about yeah. the only way I would do it. Uh, the, that cockroach will come and take your sandwich right off your plate. Um yeah. so another one, my favorite one, is American cockroaches have shown an attraction to alcohol. <laughs> really? So they, oh. Yeah. So, is it does it say why? Yeah, is it the so sugar? It says that they are drawn to some alcoholic be- beverages, especially beer. They're most likely attracted by the hops and sugar present. Okay, yeah. Which sense. is interesting because a while ago, um, I think I actually spoke to you about this. Uh, we had a customer call in and he had a bar on in his basement. And he basically would, was having like 
pallets of um, beer and like kegs and stuff brought in. And it was just a personal bar, but he just, you know, his man cave got to do it. And he noticed that some of the boxes were getting eaten. And we had a tech go out there and there were roaches. It was roaches eating the boxes. And it was only, it was pretty much contained to the area where he stored his beer. Wow. So if you hear that out there, customer, just leave a a Bud Light outside and they'll be happy they won't come in. (laughs) They'll be happy with it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Okay. Skip into another fact. How fast do you think roaches can run? In miles per hour? In miles per hour. <laughs> or is it miles per inch? <laughs> no, nope, uh, miles per hour. Miles per hour at full speed. Which roach are we talking? It does it doesn't say. It doesn't specify. Okay. Um I'm gonna take a guess at like two miles an hour. I feel like that's really fast. You were close. It was three miles an hour. Really? That's still really yeah. fast. I only I only took a guess there because I've seen them scatter, <laughs> not because of me, but just an individual going into a room and they're just taking off. So that's, I'm actually quite impressed uh, with that. Three miles an hour is, that's no joke for those little no guys. No joke at all. Another thing that is very impressive to me is when you think of ways that you can kill a cockroach, you know, you throw them in the toilet or you stomp yeah. on them or whatever. If you think, putting them in the toilet is going to kill them. You're wrong. Yeah, they, they float. can hold their breath underwater for 40 minutes. Wow. 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 Well, right? I mean, they can't necessarily, well, to, to clear the things that they probably can't hold their breath, but the things that help kill them as well, uh, why the water in the summertime is not good to rain is because they have an oil on their skin that makes them float. So they can't hold their breath if they're down there, but swimming or having a good time, like jumping off the toilet seat into the toilet bowl, making a cannonball and swimming, they're not going to do that. But no. that's interesting that they can hold their breath for that long and live. Well, my thing is like, if I was by a pool and I saw a roach, I would probably try to like push it into the pool and like drown <laughs> it or something. And I just realized, well, obviously being from Florida and everything you're around pools or water a lot. So you just like flick them into the pool so you don't have to deal with it. And I just imagine, I, I just imagine you like a pool party or something, seeing something and going and try to grab <laughs> it with your hand. I'm going to drown this thing real quick. And it's just like, no Taylor, they can live for up to 40 minutes holding their breath. Don't yeah. do it. <laughs> no, you have to like tie a little, uh, cement block and drown them for 40 minutes. And then yeah, we're the, we're the road we're the roach mafia. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm going to make you swim with the fishes. <laughs> I know. Well, that's crazy. I didn't know that. Staying on this topic of killing roaches, it can also, well, let me ask you, how long do you think it can live without its head? I, I've seen it. I would think instantaneous death, but I've seen that apparently that isn't the case, especially because you're asking me. So what? how long do they live without their head? <laughs> They can go a week without their head. Wow. So don't just don't just chop off their head. You smash them, the whole body. <laughs> wow. But it's just yeah. interesting. Like these are things and obviously I pulled up some some facts and stuff and I didn't tell them tell you about them because they're things that like we don't know and we don't necessarily need to know. They're just fun facts. But they're so interesting. Like these disgusting little creatures are so interesting. What if you cut its head off and then you try to drown it? It would live for a week and hold its breath for 40 minutes. Maybe we should do a <laughs> trial. We should see. I, I've been I've been the professional for 10 years, but I'll leave that one up to you. That's a little bit weird. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want anyone going, hey, what are you doing out there? Sorry, I'm cutting the head off this roach. and I'm going to try to drown it. <laughs> see what happens. They're going to think yeah. I'm a weirdo. <laughs> That's crazy, though. I didn't I didn't know that. I knew yeah. it was a couple. I knew I saw that it was a couple days, but I didn't think it was a week. That's a, long, a week, that's a yeah. I, to be totally honest, and this probably sounds terrible coming from me, especially being in this industry, I didn't realize that roaches had a separate head from their body. I thought it was all just one like oval thing. <laughs> to be to be fair to that and any customers, 
uh, even myself before I did this, it's not something that you see a roach and you put your eye right up near it and like look at it. <laughs> you smash it to smithereens and then you flush it or throw it away. I still do that to this day. And I get people to tell me, oh, I got a roach over here. Okay, I'm just going to step on it like you will. I'm not going to you know, try to pick it up and say, oh, this is yeah. this species. Let me take it outside. So that makes sense. Uh, I think we typically do that with all gross things we don't like, uh, unless you're the individual out there that keeps roaches as pets, uh, then maybe you knew that. Yeah. Um, okay. So now we got all of our fun little facts out of the way. I love hearing the nitty gritty dirty stories. So if you have a story on the top of your head, that was like your craziest roach infestation story, obviously oh, no yeah. name, things like that. But right. if you have that story on the top of the your name. head that, that you can let us know, I would love to hear, you know, what you saw, yeah. how you treated it and what the outcome was. We could probably have like six podcasts of this. I know. Um, <laughs> we, honestly, we, we should probably do that one day of like my top 10 uh, bad. Um, but some of the bad ones that I had weren't necessarily because of the bug. It was because of the whole situation. Probably the worst one um, was one of my within first week of training uh, over 10 years ago uh, with with the current manager. I we went to this place. I'm still new. So I've never I, I've never seen German roaches at this point to a certain amount. I was just new to the so new to the industry that. I think within that first couple of weeks, even though I had family and it sounds like the first time I ever picked up a spray can. So I'm super green at this point, basically the same knowledge as, you know, somebody who does, who's not in this. And we, we show up to this house and we have notes on it that say, you know, gentleman expressed um, that he has a really bad problem. Well, tip to all people that say that to us, everybody's got a bad problem in their mind because whether you have one or you do have a terrible, terrible problem, everyone's going to say the same thing. Oh, you've never yeah. seen it this bad. Okay. Well, we probably have. This guy said it and it was true. Uh, we, we, we showed up and the guy, we, wa- we were walking up to the door as we got out of a, our, the truck we were in. It, the inside TV was so loud we could hear we could hear what the guy was watching from out. He was like watching some war movie. He was going deaf, but somehow he he was like watching for us. He came outside and was talking to us and said, "Hey guys, you know I need you to bring in whatever you can because this is a real bad problem." We're like, oh, "Okay, yeah, everyone everyone's a bad problem." And and I knew that even after going to three or four because we went to three or four where people said they were bad and there were only two or three, three or four. We walked in there. This guy had nine dogs, nine, um, and he did his best that he could with feeding them and cleaning up after them. So we're already going into a situation that doesn't smell very good. Uh, as we started spraying, they were just lining the walls, lining everything. I've never seen it. To this day, I've seen stuff similar, but I've never seen quite the number. We lifted the couch uh, to spray underneath it, which is not a typical thing to do. Um, unless it's a very bad problem. We lifted the couch as we were putting our hands on the couch itself. They're coming out of the sides, uh, you know, of the actual couch itself. We lifted the couch and it was almost, I looked at the supervisor at the time. I said, the floor is moving. There were so many of them when we started spraying and they try to get away from it. They crawl and try to go up. They go, they just started moving. It looked like the walls were moving. It was incredible. And he knew I was green. So he said, Hey, just go in this kitchen start hammering it. I'm going to go do the rest of the house, which was, I thought in my mind was doing me a favor. Now that I look back and think of it at this moment, it probably wasn't because that's where the bulk majority of them were. But this guy came back in as we're treating and he goes, yeah, I see you guys are killing them, but I, I need you to really, really hammer them because I'm waking up in them on my face. They're in my nose or getting in my ears. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's rough. I don't know if I've ever told you this story <laughs> oh, before. No. Yeah. Um, so he goes back outside with his dogs. There's dog food we're stepping on. It's crunching. There's food. That That's why they got so bad. They were around. It's because, unfortunately, he wasn't able to clean the place uh, from his dog. Keep up with everything. Right. And he had dog food everywhere underneath the couch. I mean, it was piled up in spots. And um, I got in the kitchen, broke some of that stuff out. And I'm doing the term hot feet where I'm just not really leaving my feet planted too long. And... I start going around and, um, we, we, 
we started going. This is the first time I've ever experienced raining roaches. You heard me right, raining like rain, but it's roaches because uh, they crawl <laughs> up. <laughs> yeah, they crawl up to get away from it. And once they keep crawling, they hit the crease of the actual ceiling and they'll actually crawl in the ceiling. By the time they get up there, the chemical will start taking some sort of effect or make them feel lethargic or they'll just slip. And they'll start landing on you. <laughs> so we started getting hit with roaches coming from the ceiling. This and, is uh, nightmare fuel. Nightmare <laughs> fuel. <laughs> yeah. Um, you never heard this story? You know, it. I, I may have heard it before. I don't think I've heard it in this much detail. Detail? Which is... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, it gets better. Um, oh, we, no. Yeah. As we're going around, I'm looking at Randy, you know, the supervisor, and I just, Randy, this is bad, right? And he, he's been, at this point, he's been doing it for 30 plus years, 35 plus years. He, he looked at me, he goes, oh yeah, this is bad. <laughs> so when somebody has <laughs> been doing it that long says that, I was kind of, I was kind of upset that it was that bad, but I was glad that it was that. I was like, okay, this is going to be the worst I've ever seen. Um, which I don't even know if I would say it is the worst, but it's definitely in the top, uh, top one that I always think of. And, uh, we we finished spraying that place and, and the guy was so appreciative of it, but we told him like, Hey, we're gonna have to come back out here a couple more times to help you with this. And he never called us back. He never had us back out there. And, I, and I'm not saying we didn't do a good job. We probably hammered him, but you kill, you kill one female, you can have their egg sac drop, you know, within three days of them, um, being able to be hatched. So you kill one female, you potentially get 24 to 40, you know, 48 babies through that math. You know, the guy probably had a lot more come through. So, uh, you know, I, I feel bad for the situation, but I'm sure we helped out. But there, after we walked out of there, the, the better part was uh, I've only done this in my professional career uh, a handful of times for roaches, maybe three or four times for roaches. I do it for fleas and um, bed bugs and stuff like that. But I did a pat down. He said, hey, we're going to pat each other down because we had collars you know, collared shirts on and stuff and jeans and shoes. And, uh, he said, Hey, you know, check my back, check my collar. I lifted up his collar. He had four underneath his collar. My oh, supervisor. Oh, yeah. No. And he had like two on his back and he had a couple on his jeans and, and we were like spraying. So it wasn't like we were just stationary sitting in a chair or whatever. Uh, and he, I think he had like, uh, he took like three or four off of me and he just hit my shoulder. I'm like, Oh, there's another one. But as we're driving later through the day, I mean, we just, we would find one here or there in the vehicle as well. It's like, Oh, there he is. <laughs> so, mm -hmm. uh, that, that's probably one of the worst ones I ever had was that one. And I felt bad because I mean, you're, it's messing with your sleep. That's messing yeah. with a major function. You're in your bedroom and all sorts of stuff. But that, that one was probably the wildest one I've ever seen. And I took a kind of a, funny side story that I took a, a new technician recent technician new as I was training help training him and we went to one that was um, they had gaps on top of their walls it was a double wide and every single spot that you looked at pretty much through the entire double wide uh, these little antenna were popping uh, on the edge because they were just roaches throughout the entire entire place and after I we left and we got done spraying the inside of that place I asked the uh, the technician at that point, cause I'm a veteran. I said, uh, what would you have done in this situation? He says, honestly, I, I probably just freaked out. I don't know what I would have done. Cause he didn't know. Cause your first thought when you're spraying is looking down bugs down. Yeah. No, no, no bugs up. Look up. They're going to be up there too. And when I started spraying, we started having them come out up. He was not too thrilled about that. I'll tell you who it is after this, yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah, that's probably my worst one. I, as I said, I've got you know, 10 others I can think about right now that are in, you know, the top, top there that I, um, I, I, I just don't talk about that much cause they're that bad. So that's yeah. definitely one of them. Okay. You mentioned you guys would get in the truck afterwards and you would find one or two, especially <laughs> German roaches. Yeah. They are travelers. So they're going to get in your truck. Well, they're going to stay in your truck then you get an infestation in your truck. What is the best way to get rid of something in your car? So side with that, yes, they can get in our vehicles. If an individual, a customer gets it, we don't, I don't typically like, you know, explaining to someone, Hey, spray in your vehicle. So there's an easy trick to it. It's, it's the understanding of how they work. 
Um, I usually tell people, especially the, the heat of the summer, I mean, it, it can injure individuals. If you leave, you know, you hear those terrible stories about, unfortunately, parents leaving their kids in cars, you know, during the summertime and, you know, terrible things happen. Uh, if you have an infestation in your vehicle, leave it in the sun, turn the car on, but turn the heat on. Um, this is, I guess this could be considered, I never experienced it, so I couldn't say it was in my top 10 of bad, but kind of one of the worst stories I heard. I had a gentleman that actually asked me that and he wanted me to spray and I just said I couldn't. He said, please help me. I said, okay, next time you go out, you're out for a couple hours, park that vehicle in the sun, leave it by the street, whatever you got to do, park it in the sun, turn it on, um, turn that heat on in there and that should help you out. I went out there a few weeks later because he had some existing problems in the inside and he said, hey man, that really helped out inside my vehicle. Uh, It actually killed them all. But the only problem was, is that after they all died uh, in my ventilation system, because that's where they were hiding, I turned my AC back on uh, to go down the road and the blower came on and it blew dead roaches all over me. <laughs> oh no. Yeah. I just yeah. So that's, if it was me, uh, you could put some baits down in your vehicle. If it's the Germans, if it's the Germans, if it's the, the larger roaches, just watch where you're parking. Uh, make sure, you know, nothing in the vehicles there. I've had, you know, some big ones in my vehicle every now and then, but, um, that, that just can happen. You know, they're not going to thrive in there, but for the Germans park it in the sun, turn the heat out of the vehicle, leave that thing running for a while, because, you know, for lack of a better term, it's, it's basically a convection oven. It's going to circulate that heat and it's going to, um, get back underneath in the areas where, you know, that person may be putting their own spray out or fogging it, but that's going to be the best course of action, I would say. Uh, some people, and, and the individual can do whatever they want to, but some people will get the roach foggers and stuff like that. I can't tell, I can't say that that doesn't work, but I always tell people once the it's safe for us to go back into a vehicle, it's safe for the roaches to be in there. So if it didn't, you know, penetrate that entire vehicle, you know, wherever, you know, seam, crack, crevice, whatever, uh, they can still thrive and live there. So uh, that's what yeah. I would do for a vehicle. Yeah. You also have to be just really careful because you yeah. don't want to put like, you don't want to put spray and stuff in there like right. too he- heavily or, you know, you don't want it to affect, yeah. you know, you driving or anything yeah. like that. So yeah, read your labels, read your labels on. If you get something from the store, it says it on there uh, to read the label fully and understand it because that label is the law and we have to follow that as well. There's some of them that say, you know, leave in a ventilated area. Uh, there's some that say, do, don't put it here. Don't do this. Don't do that. So, uh, do the same thing customer out there. If you have something you want to put spray out, don't just go into it lackadaisical because you're going to have a situation where you're driving down the road. You don't know what can happen, you know? So, and and vehicles can be very dangerous. So, uh, treat it somehow wherever you can. But once that heat of the vehicle cools off, you're good to be in there. That's why I like that one. There's no spray or anything. We're in a great place for yeah. us to use that method because yeah. I I drive um my car is black leather and it's a black car. Uh so my car gets fancy. <laughs> oh I know but it gets to I swear I get in it some days and I like have a hard time breathing because it's so hot in there. I have to like roll my windows down and turn the AC on and let it cool down for like a solid two or three minutes before I can yeah. sit in my car because it's so hot. So using yeah. that method just like from me knowing how hot my car gets, I'm like, that's the way I would go for yeah. sure. Yeah. Hopefully I mean, that it, never happens. Yeah. Hopefully it doesn't. <laughs> Don't call me. Cause I'm not going to help, but um, <laughs> you're the first the- person I'm calling. I'll literally <laughs> be like, I can't get in my car. I spotted a bug. And here's what I'm going to say. Nasty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I'm exactly. just kidding. That that's one way to do it. It's just a little bit safer as well. I would say, um, but it's, it's a pretty, sure methods i mean some people it may not work for but that's that's what i would do it's the way i would go all right well i mean i I think even sorry i think even as well um i I don't know if they will have heard this at this time whichever way we come out with these uh, but we even discussed in the bed bug portion of it that at 119 degrees a bed bug dies so you're talking something you know as 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 terrible and scary to everyone as a bed bug getting killed at that certain heat i'm sure that that heat of the vehicle gets up in that area to where it could kill even a bed bug so uh, any kind of insect you may have in your vehicle park it in the sun that, that's what i would do so i should have left my suitcase in my car yeah. after <laughs> yeah after nashville 
Yeah, um, maybe open it up and kind of you know let the heat get in there. But yeah, that wouldn't be a bad idea. You just have a bunch yeah. of dead things in your car. Ugh. All right. Well, I have had a wonderful time sharing my facts about cockroaches, but <laughs> it's almost dinner time, and I'd like to get this off my palate before yeah. before I actually dive into some food. Um, yeah. So, unless you have anything to add about the great roach. No, I don't have anything to add. I will say if, if someone's out there listening and they've got questions at any time, obviously send a, send us uh, you know your questions. But uh, even from there, if you've got a good story that rivals ours, I'd love to hear it. You know, you're not going to gross me out per se. Uh, we have um, many stories. There's some stories I don't even tell my family. But if you've got something out there that you want to share, uh, I would I would I don't know about you, but I'd at least like to hear it. See, I am I am so interested in stories especially like the really gross like ones that you had to really sink your teeth into (laughs) to get rid of everything I love things like that I don't ever want to personally experience it like I don't want to be hands-on but the stories are great I love hearing the stories so definitely definitely send us in some stories if if you're listening and you have something that could possibly top raining roaches yeah, yeah. Uh, or or if you've got your own stories that aren't as good, but you think they're nasty, just just let us know because it's not necessarily competition when it comes to roaches. So uh, if you have any questions at any time, obviously, uh, you know, let us know or any comments. We'd love to hear them. So we would. Well, thank you guys for listening to another episode. And we will be back at some time with another great topic about pests and pest control and services and everything. And as always, We're here to answer questions. We're here to take your uh, opinions and comments. So please reach out to us. Call the office. Call the girls. Ask for Taylor or Tanner. We'll be there. (laughs) Don't ask for me. (laughs) (laughs) Ask for Taylor, not me. I'll get back with you. (laughs) All right. See you next time, guys. See ya.